Hey everyone, good evening and welcome to Yoni Talks. So as you know by now, Yoni Talks is all about intimacy, connection, sexuality, the femininity and masculinity. And every week I invite a, a special guest to share with us their knowledge, their wisdom, their perception, their whatever it is that the jewel, whatever the jewel is that wants to be shared in the moment. So today, as you can see, the topic is Orgasm Unleashed. And this is the title of the book that Eyal wrote. And he contacted me a while ago because he noticed the work that I'm doing with women. So as you know by now, there are two tantric-inspired uh, retreats coming up in May that are very much about you know the power of orgasm, the embodiment of your sexuality and sensitivity, and allowing that to be the gateway to basically expanding no? and making love to life, as I like to call it. So, bueno, after a few technical difficulties, we're going to try again to invite Eyal. So yeah, I just so he's in Thailand at the moment, and obviously I'm in Peru, which is why the time difference is. Hey. Hello. Good uh, evening and morning. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you for your patience. It's uh, no worries. Yeah, sometimes like this. Huh? <laughs> How yeah, are you doing this? Sometimes it's like this. I'm doing good, very relaxed. Sunday, it's uh, Sunday uh, morning here, and uh, yeah, weather's good, not too hot. Uh, there's uh, squirrels, there's um, lizards, and the occasional uh, snake around. So that's uh, always that's very wild here. Beautiful. Yeah, it's totally the opposite climate, no? Like we're on the opposite hours, opposite climate, <laughs> yeah. opposite side yeah. of the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Cool. How are you doing? Yeah, really amazing. Really amazing. Um I've been in this this constant state of uh, it's not bliss as in like ecstasy where there's these peaks of like wow, but it's just a constant state of of inspiration and goodness and feeling connected and inspired and just beautiful. Nice yeah. One. Nice one. Yeah. Cool. So, why are we, what yeah. are we talking about? Introduce yourself a little bit, because I, I have, um, I've put your introduction there, but I would like you to obviously share it in person. Um, great. So, I'm doing uh, quite a few things in my life, and uh, one of the main ones is um, is working with sexuality, specifically female sexuality as a way to empower people to unleash their full potential. So sexuality is kind of like the key and the fuel and sometimes the, 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 the thing which is stopping people from, from really unleashing their full potential. And by tapping into our sexuality, we're really able to believe in ourselves, to love ourselves, to tap into energy. Um, so it's not just about, you know, half-hour orgasms and, you know, million different kinds of orgasms and sex and so on, which is great. Uh, it's also about what you, how you take it into your, your daily life. Um, so I've written a um, book that's um, a few, few years ago about female orgasm. And yes, uh, let's address the elephant in the room. I'm a, I'm a man and um, 
I talk about female sexuality. And uh, <laughs> yes, and many female leaders, educators, teachers, healers, and so on all over the world have uh, embraced me and the work. Uh, one of them said that uh, orgasm unleashed your guide to pleasure, healing, and power. Uh, is the best um, female orgasm book that she's ever read. And uh, uh, many other educators have said similar things. So, yeah, I understand that for some people it might be a stretch. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's good. It's good to... Uh, I think it's really beautiful. Uh, and thank you also for gifting me your book. Uh, last week I had a cacao ceremony uh, focused on intimate relating, specifically for women. And we used some of your practices. And I kind of wove nice. them into practices that I already do, because, uh, of course, breath, movement, and sound together is really what allows the, the Kundalini to rise and for us to, to connect with this beautiful energy. But I really like how you have segmented everything in your book, Bite Size, and how all the exercises are like leading up from like the tiniest little step and regardless whether you're a beginner or advanced, it's nice to start that simple and then next step, next step, next step, next step. And it, it really breaks the boundaries, no? And it allows, yeah, yeah it allows us to, to connect more deeply with, with our bodies. So it yeah, was a very the, beautiful uh, ceremony inspired by your book. <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that people are actually using it. right now you can be much more orgasmic if you first of all if you read the book you know just having it under your uh, under your pillow the secret style the secret uh, uh, book the secret movie style is i'm not sure it's going to work uh so actually reading it and actually doing the practices is something that really transforms your sexuality and it's all about doing this with yourself um even if you have a partner if you don't have a partner you can do this by yourself and this is really like for me an empowering message because Many women will tell me, oh, I want to work on my sexuality, but I don't have somebody. And I'm like, great. You know, this is the best. And if you have somebody, great. You can work on this by yourself as well. So, um, yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot in the book. There's a lot of practices. Oh. So this is the, the wild animal that is uh, present in, <laughs> in Peru. We don't have <laughs> so many squirrels and snakes. Um, cool. What was I going to say? So what intrigues me? Because... Last year, for example, um, I had quite some challenges happen in my life, as maybe many people in 2018. And, you know, pleasure was always part of my life. And, of course, my focus on sexuality, um, it, it was part of, of everything that I do um, in the work with women. But due to the pressure and due to the challenge and due to the stress, I really started to embody more of like, okay, pleasure is my priority especially in the hard times, like how to balance that, how to just let go of the computer, the work, everything that supposedly requires my attention and go to the hot springs and like turn everything off. So like there's so many ways that we can connect with pleasure, right? And now that now that exactly. we've shifted to 2019, I see that this is really becoming more and more the heart of my work like allowing pleasure to be the gateway to heal because I see there's this downward spiral and there's also an addiction to healing and uncovering and digging up more and more and more. So what do you have to say when it comes to like utilizing the orgasmic force or pleasure or sexuality in general when it comes to healing? 
So I, I love, I'm loving what you're saying, and also you know that you're saying that it's not just about you know sex; it's about you know going to the to the hot springs. You know, so the first thing I would say about about any of this is people people, especially in you know new age holistic healing uh, spiritual societies, get get very much. Um, they take, you know, the A-type personality, the overachieving thing, and they put it into their sexuality, personal development, and whatever. And then, then uh, they go like, "Oh, I'm I'm starting to do all of these things which are which are about self-love, you know. So I'm uh, I'm receiving a massage, and I'm going to this, and I'm uh, jogging, and I'm self-pleasuring, and I'm, you know. And suddenly it's like they're overwhelmed with all of these supposedly good things that they're doing, you know. It's like I'm doing Kundalini in the morning and yoga in the evening and and chanting in the afternoon, and it's like. Um, and, and, you know, some of these things might be okay. I would first suggest anybody to, to actually do less. Because many times it's the mind that tries to, to, to get us to do more um, because it's trying to compensate for something. And I've definitely, you know, done it and, you know, still doing it sometimes. Um, so the first thing I would, I would suggest, I literally see it, you know, all the time on social media. You know, it's like if you are, if you're overwhelmed, you know, do, do these things. And it's like, no, if you're overwhelmed, stop, like, drop things. <laughs> See. You know, it's like, I don't know, maybe doing, you know, Ashtanga Vinyasa Yoga, you know, like eight hours a week. It's not exactly the best thing for you. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying it might not be. If you're already like a type, you know, pushing yourself and so on. Um so first of all, see how you can create space and time. And, and a relaxation is a big word, but um, I, would say, I would say more moments of, of less doing and less achieving and less trying. And it can be by yourself and it can be with others. So more things which are about the body, um, but not trying to do something with the body. Okay. I pick on yoga because I've done yoga for you know nearly twenty years and I've seen you know a lot of a lot of things in the yoga world and uh, um, can we use the F word or do I have to be a polite? No, you can for sure. Okay, yoga and meditation <laughs> have fucked up so many people. Okay, and because yoga, you know, yoga, spirituality, meditation, you know, the New Age culture have fucked up so many people because they give them so many things that they have to do and adhere to and now, now there's like the new, there's new start standards and there's new goals and and it's just the old the old things in the in the in a new um in new lululemon uh, clothes okay um exactly. and and what i would first of all say is you know chill the fuck out um and see what is it sometimes that all of these things that you're trying to do what is it actually compensating for because maybe you're trying to do something because you're trying not to feel whatever you are, you're feeling and you're afraid to feel and you hate feeling. And some of these things might be imaginary and some of the things might be real. You know, maybe you do need to make some changes in your life, but it first comes from, it first comes from real introspection, from real like looking at things. And we do so many we, and I mean we because it's myself as well, we do so many numbing things in our life. You know? So yeah, we look at people who you know, do alcohol and drugs and uh, you know, we judge them for being unconscious. Okay? But sometimes going on a meditation retreat is, is, is a spiritual bypass as well. And I've done a lot of meditation retreats and I really recommend them. But 
but not everything is is good for everybody all the time some things are good for some people at sometimes in their life mm-hmm. so i can't really i can't stress it enough it's like stress it it's very interesting <laughs> as i like to say <laughs> as i like to say i'm trying really hard to relax <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm really trying to surrender here okay it's like tell me the five steps to surrender you know so um <laughs> to do to be <laughs> uh, yeah i literally had a you know a friend once that uh kept burning out you know year after year and i told her listen like listen you need to relax a bit and do less and uh, do like and she came to me the next day she said i took your advice really uh seriously look at my calendar i put all of these things which are about relaxing like <laughs> true story i swear you know and uh and i know i got overwhelmed by that So anyway, that's, that's the first thing. See how you can... I've been, yeah, to give, again, personal examples. And, you know, just to say, as, as much as I'm the guest, you know, quote, expert on this, I'm not, I haven't mastered anything. I haven't, like, I'm still dealing with the same shit. So, so I'm on a, on a one-year sabbatical already. And this sabbatical has taught me so many things. I threw away my morning rituals, I threw away my tapasses, I threw away like everything. I started from scratch. Mm. And I still do it every, like now it's like, now I just resetted everything again. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do my yoga in the morning. And now it's like I do a few minutes of meditation. And, and I'm not, again, yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that yoga is bad. I'm saying it's like I'm in a one year sabbatical, hardly doing any work, workshops, hardly doing sessions, hardly doing anything. And just looking at what does Ayal want? What is good for Yal? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was just the, 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 um, the prefix. And uh, your question was how, how to use orgasmic energy for healing, I believe. Um, but you know what? I would love to hear what, 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 what your experience is with, uh, with what I shared. Because instead of just having an interviewer and, you know, the, yeah. again, quote, experts, you know, just was, sharing Yeah. There was actually something that, that really caught me, you know, about the, the being and not needing to, like, follow these steps in order to get there or to, to feel accomplished or to feel satisfied or to, to, to actually, you know, be something like, uh, I don't know, connected to the image of whatever we think we are. And that, to me, is very much connected to Tantra. Like, I approach it in a very holistic way, you know, like... Um, and I know that you've also worked with women with sexual abuse and all kinds of, um, you know, traumas. And I see uh, that, you know, very often when I open this gate of like, let's make love to life. Let's make love to the universe, which is also connecting with the orgasmic life force as the creative manifesting force that we have. And whether you're a man or a woman, we have an energetical lingam and we have an energetical yoni. So when we start making love like this, uh, stepping away from sexuality itself, we start to open the gate to sexuality. Because if a woman yeah. or a man, I'm sure as well, has a sexual trauma or feels like, ah, there's something stuck or somehow I feel disconnected from my partner and the, the tunnel vision is like directed at the Svarishtana or like, you know, the, the sexuality itself, we're overlooking all of these aspects, right? So the moment that you said, you know, focus more on being than doing, for me felt, felt like lovemaking where, you know, you, you can have the most orgasmic experience with your clothes on. So it's this thing of like, exactly. allow it's not going anywhere and I'm not, 
needing an orgasm or reaching for anything in order for that pleasure to exist. So to really tap into the moment and surf with it. And whether it's, you know, with a partner making love or whether it's actually making love with life. And that's really what I heard you say. When it's like, yeah. okay, what do I want? What do I feel is needed in this moment? And of course it requires, it requires you to have your connection to meditation, to have your connection to yoga, to have your connection with whatever sadhana practices you've done to understand which, which of these tools fits in what moment. Like I work with the elements, yeah. which, which is practically the same thing. Like I've connected the elements to be my allies. When I fall out of balance, I know which of the elements I need. I know if I need to make a ritual, I, I know what it is that brings me back in alignment. And it's, it's that kind of presence of just allowing yourself to make love, to be penetrated by life with basically situations, confrontations, encounters or experiences or whatever needs to come. No, like trusting like, okay, no. with my energetic yoni, receiving the universe and whatever needs to arise. And then having the energetic momentum to, you know, that's the being and the doing, like directing it. Directing yeah. it to wherever I think I need to go or wherever my intuition is guiding me towards. Bingo. So this is what I say <laughs> in tantric translation. <laughs> yeah, and 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 you know, for me, tantra is tantra is a celebration of life, and it's the celebration of both life and spirit. You know, matter and spirit. Not just it's not just about transcendence. I've been so focused. So so much of my spiritual practice has been about transcendence, about trying to get out there. And even when I was mm -hmm. practicing Advaita Vedanta, and still for me, Advaita Vedanta, the teachings of non-duality, are some of the most mm -hmm. you know profound teachings there are. But still, it was always about you know, I am that. But it's like I am that. Like somewhere out there, you know, rather than I am that, you know. So, so now it's, it's, it's really like the, the word shamanic is starting to be, you know, a little bit overused. But, but for me, I'm much more interested in my body and this world and how I'm connected to, to this land. And like I said, the lizards, I keep seeing lizards. Why am I keep seeing lizards? Because it's something that crawls on the ground. Okay. So, so. For me, I'm still, you know, believe in the spiritual quest. But for me, the spiritual quest goes in not just in both directions, means up and down. It goes in all directions. And and to go back to the sexuality and why sexuality is so important, um, this is one of the... And sexuality doesn't just mean sex, okay? It means your connection to your body. It means your connection to all of your five elements. Um, it means, obviously, your connection to your genitals. You know, you can be... Uh, eight years old and be really connected to your sexuality and you can watch uh, a, a three months old baby connected to their sexuality as well and so it's not just about again it's not sexuality is not just about sex and i would say that if you have any kind of issues hang-ups uh, um, you know desires and and fantasies that you judge yourself over um, desires and fantasies that are not fulfilled you know maybe you don't judge them but you know you're, you're feeling unfulfilled um, bored and, and so on this thing affects other things in your life so I sometimes have clients come to me for, for, for a session you know we, we meet on the phone or on Skype and they say oh my life is, uh, is great I only have an issue with my sexuality and after a few minutes we discover that actually the issues in sexuality are affecting everything so you can be you know crazily you know influential and successful and rich and doing what you love and 
changing the world and so on. If you have an issue with, with your sexuality, you're not unleashing your true potential, okay? And it's not so much about, ah, oh, we need more. It's actually about how can we experience more by doing less. So, so literally, again, I, I work with, you know, mainly with um, holistic entrepreneurs, uh, female entrepreneurs, and one of the things I, I get them to do is to drop projects and to drop clients mm-hmm. and to drop like things because they're trying to, you know, so sell their yoni eggs and do the workshop and collaborate with this and teach yoga and do this and do that. And I'm like, yo, let's just, uh, like I said, let's create space before instead of trying to save everyone all the time. So yeah, your sexuality affects everything. And, and the, the deeper that you connect to your sexuality, the more everything literally flows this again. Um, word that keeps being used but it's it's true you know it's like less less pushing and more being pulled mm-hmm. attraction yeah attraction yeah, that's how it yeah. all functions and i guess when you gave that feedback now about like okay drop some of the projects it's i always talk about you know you are the center of the flower of life so as long as you just focus on that one circle it's all interconnected So you raising your exactly. vibration, allowing yourself to feel good, allowing all of these different ways of achieving pleasure, lightness through the hot springs or a good conversation or a relaxed evening mm-hmm. watching a movie not doing nothing. You know, those are the ways that we raise our vibration and that's the way that it automatically affects our projects. And if there's less projects, all of the energy can actually fuel that one project, right? So yeah, I'm just going to exactly. open space for the ones who are watching or the ones who will watch the replay later. Um, I would love to know, like, in what way have you connected to your sexuality that is really in a non-sexual form to understand the, the orgasmic life force energy that is, you know, penetrating and receiving and attracting. Um, yeah, so I just want to leave it open, no? Like, in what way have you connected to sexuality that is not sexual? In what way are you allowing your pleasures of life to be fulfilled through making love to life? So you, you, you're, asking, you, you're asking the, the uh, viewers and listeners, yeah? See, 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 see. Because uh, for you, yeah, I mean, you've already kind of answered it. Um, and for you, I have a question. I would, I, I would, uh, I would uh, share something that for me, dance has become one of the most important practices that I do, you know? So I've been a dancer all my life. Um, the boys at school said I dance like a girl. That's, you know, back there I thought, I thought it's bad. And, you know, obviously it was, a, it was a put down, but it took me some time, some, a few decades, to realize it's actually a good thing to dance like a woman. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing, you know, five rhythms, ecstatic dance, movement medicine, um, open floor, a lot, of, a lot of, going to a lot of workshops, dancing a few times a week, teaching dance. And I actually see that, you know, sometimes I try to teach Tantra, and Tantra is in some ways, it's, it's, there's a lot of things there. But the basic thing that I do with people is trying to get them to relax, the, to, to soften their body. By the way, relax is another word which doesn't mean much. How do I relax? But soften their body and breathe into their belly. And then be able to be soft, so soft in their body that they're able to move with me or to move with their partner in, a, in an effortless way instead of being in their head. Because people go yeah. to salsa and bachata and kitsumba, which are all great, you know, art forms. 
dance forms. But many times they are, they start from here. They start from the mind. They are they are counting the they're counting the beats. They are they're replaying steps. They're looking at the other persons, you know, and trying to to follow the the what everybody is doing with their with their eyes. Mm-hmm. And what I'm teaching people is to connect to the to their body, and from that, literally, like I created the dance form. The dance form is about literally being like two seaweeds, like kelp, just moving together. And for yeah. me, that's that's a deep tantric practice, which is not, you know, sexually penetrative. You know, I can dance with a man um, and have a really beautiful, you know, dance tantric experience. You can say. And I definitely dance with many women, and there's you know, nothing happens afterwards. But the dance by itself, literally for me, it's like it's become more important than sex. Yeah, beautiful. Just, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all about embodiment, really. Exactly. And very often, like even the example that you gave about entrepreneurs, I didn't know that this was like the main focus of work, but it makes sense. Because, you know, to be an entrepreneur and to have all of these projects and to work with people and try to save the world, as you say, it's, it is driven by the sexual life force because it's creative, yet it's very mental. So it's like, you know, it's so important to reconnect with the body, reconnect with the body, reconnect with the body. And if we're not living in nature, like you and I have the privilege to just step out of our door and we're in gorgeous natural surroundings, if we don't have that, we need to remind ourselves to do that, stand barefoot on the ground or connect with the river or the water or whatever source yeah. of the elements that we're closest to that can really charge us or even, you know, work in the garden. But dance yeah. is something that is, for me, so healing to just like, I go there literally to lose my mind. And it's it's what you say, you know, like the moments, ah, these thoughts come in like, oh, this person, oh, I need to do that, da, da, da. It stops the flow stops yeah. and the moment you stop caring about who's watching what or wants this or not like there's always this attraction game going on and it used to annoy the hell out of me in the past like I had such a sensitivity to unwanted attraction whilst dancing because I like dancing from my sensuality and I, I yeah I love dancing and I used to want to avoid that attraction, but also that, like, when we really let go of this, of, like, whatever energies are being projected into our field can be adoration, can be attraction, can be whatever. But to forget about everything, it's really beautiful to just, yeah, dive deep into that practice of dance. And it's all about embodiment, which brings me back to what you said about shamanism, no? This is how I, I work. I also try to avoid the word shamanism because in my world that means connecting to your senses and the elements of nature as the portals to the divine. So again, you know, the senses, we need to be in touch with the body. And when we connect with the elements, we connect with the elements inside the body. And when our elements are in alignment, we feel holistically happy. Yeah, and I would, and I would add to that, that it's all about connecting with ourselves. And also for mm-hmm. me, I don't know what I don't know what God is. I don't know what the divine is anymore. I had a lot, I read a lot of ideas, and I heard a lot of ideas, you know. But for me, it's like um, whatever I whatever I perceive is a reflection of my own reality and my own psyche and and myself, you know. So there's the big self, you know, and, and soul and spirit, and 
you know, but, but if I listen to a piece of music and that piece of music touches me, makes me cry and, and makes my, my, my skin crawl sounds bad. Yeah. Like uh, give me, give, gives me goosebumps, <laughs> um, gives me goosebumps. That's, that's myself showing myself to me. If I'm looking at a beautiful woman, you know, and I'm just in awe of how beautiful she is, that's a reflection of me. And also that's my feminine goes like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly like me. If I, if I read about an entrepreneur dropping laptops in a, in a village in India and, um, and the kids learn how to, you know, learn English and learn how to code after a few months, that's a, that's a reflection of me. So that's what I, I invite everybody to do, to find what is the thing which are really, they're really excited about and to cultivate that rather than think like, oh, I need to like uh, do my Instagram videos because uh, this is really like, you know, somebody, some expert said it's important. So, so follow, like, like Joseph Campbell said, um, follow your bliss and doors would open where once there were only uh, um, windows. I love Joseph Campbell. Um, yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. I feel like I want to end this beautiful chat with an intriguing question. I'm just trying to feel like because somehow I, I want to in, involve the men, right? Because obviously, whatever we talk about, it, it can be interesting for men as well as for women. Uh, yeah, yeah, men and women. So something about you know your work with women who perhaps want to open their sexuality, um, you know, all of these practices. There seems to be a lot of lust and hunger, and and women to want to, you know, open their body to, to greater experiences of making love with life. Now, how, what advice can you give a man for his partner to assist his woman, for example, in feeling safe or if she feels blocked? Because I'll give you one example. Um, a while ago, I had a, I had a client um, and, you know, certain things came up and she felt she didn't want to connect with her partner in that way. So we moved our sessions away from the supposed problem and really started like diving more into her, her passions and extending that sense of pleasure and connection, right? To automatically allow the natural way that the orgasmic life force wants to come back so that the connection exists. However, I felt in that journey that part of the problem was this um, silent pressure that the man, even though he gives her the space, that the man was creating, right? Because he gives her space, he respects her, he loves her. And this is something that probably is, is more common, right? So he respects her, but at the same time, he's also waiting for the healing process to be over. So like, I'm just asking, um, you know, in what way can a man assist a woman in, in allowing, and specifically, I guess, if there is like a, some kind of tension, right, sexually between partners? Yeah, beautiful question. Um, so first of all, for the woman, I would say you need to do your own work. And just, you, you already said it, but I want to say it again, because many women expect their men to, to know, to understand, to, you know, be psychic. It's, it's something usually between women and, and men. The, way the woman goes like, but I told you. <laughs> and I'll be on the side and I'll be like, no, you didn't tell him. You hinted. You did something with your body that he was supposed to understand. It's like, I'm a professional and I keep missing cues and signs and stuff all the time. So, so first of all, you need to be really clear about 
what you want, what's good for you, how do you want it, what do you want you know, him to do. So all this idea of boundaries and consent. Sometimes there is consent, but there's not, no clarity about what's actually wanted, desired. Um, so this is something that women need to understand and to learn and, and, yeah, to do their own personal work, even if the man is not doing anything. You know, I get women who tell me it's like, yeah, like, it doesn't do anything, you know? And I'm like, yeah, okay, sorry to hear. But, but first of all, by, by you doing these practices, it would it would either rub off on him sometimes literally, um, so he might be inspired, and he might be challenged. He might be challenged as fuck because um, most of the personal development industries uh, is women. You know, so women are the are the are the clients and the buyers of of personal development in tantra and so on. And men are starting to get challenged by that, and they need to either take they need to take action. And what I would suggest for, for the men is, again, do your, first of all, your own work. Um, separated, separated, yeah, regardless of what your woman is doing. So it's great to do things together, you know, and there are, you know, workshops and books and stuff to do together. And, but first of all, do your own work. Connect to your own, both masculinity and femininity. You know, learn about, you know, technic technically learn about ejaculation control. I have a, I have a free program to teach us the basics. Um, the idea that, that yes, you can become multi-orgasmic as a man without ejaculating. And that's, again, it's cultivating the feminine inside because it's cultivating the energy and the pleasure rather than, than you know, jerking off, you know, to porn like a teenager. And there's, obviously, there's, there's lots of other things a man can do for his own sexuality and masculinity. But when you encounter your woman, when you're connecting with your woman, understand that she's not a man, which is what most men are not aware of. And I don't, I'm not accusing the men, I'm accusing society for not, not caring about this enough to, to educate us. So um, I, will, I will ask you, Nalaya, it's like how many times did you have a man kiss you too early and too strong, touch your boobs too early before you, maybe you're generally ready for this like in a few minutes, but you're not ready yet, you know. You know touch your vagina, try to finger you, try to penetrate you too early, too strong, ever happened? I love that you're asking me this because it was actually part like I had in mind like okay how am I going to direct this question because it's actually where I wanted to go towards um how like and I'm very in, in, I'm very connected to my sexuality my sensitivity and what my body says if it's a yes or a no and somehow I feel well no I mean I communicate well I'm direct I'm honest but I'm very sensitive in how I bring my honesty not to step on anyone's penis but I do have like I've had many I've, I've had many experiences where I feel like I need to bring the man into the understanding of how the female sexuality moves and like you say it goes in both men and women and it's this delicacy you know of like less is more what you've said in multiple times during this video less is more and it's like get the woman to the place where she is craving you and you do that by the simplest littlest touches to to uh, to yeah. drive her nuts and this is yeah. how so I, I wanna... the door opens but I, very often I... I've, I've even recently i had an experience where i felt like uh he's not touching me with his heart this is for for sure and obviously, you know, with the polarities in the tantric forces, it's part of the woman's job, let's say, to open the heart, obviously, and to allow that. 
channel to open in the man and for the man to also recognize um, that the woman wants to be penetrated through her heart first. And so, yeah, so this is this is where I want to I want to jump in, um, if I may. <laughs> please. Um, so I like to be technical. So we were, we were also, you know, theoretical and stuff and talked about, you know, society and stuff. I want to like be really practical and really clear. So men, again, generally speaking, and again, I'm generalizing a lot. Men or the masculine is is opened or is activated from the genitals outwards. The feminine is penetrated and activated from the, from the heart towards the union, also from outwards in. So if a man is a man's sexuality is direct, it's fast, and it starts from the genital outwards. A woman's sexuality is slow, is indirect, and it goes from the extremities of the body towards the genitals. The problem is that men come and they, they immediately try to finger a woman. The problem is that a woman touches a man and she goes all around his body, like I will be with the lover, she goes all around her, my body, and I'll be like, touch my fucking cock. You know, so I can afterwards, I'll, I'll relax. I'll be like, ah, oh, okay. And again, if the man have ejaculation control issues, yeah, okay, there's, there's exceptions. But, you know, she touches my cock, I'm like, I'm like yeah. Because as long as she does it, it's like you're a fucking teaser. And, exactly, and, and women want to be teased. You know, it's like women wants to be teased. And again, you know, I like to be teased as well a little bit. And there's times in my life that I didn't want my cock to be touched, you know, and I wanted the other parts, you know, when my, when my feminine is more active and so on. Um, but generally speaking, okay, a man is ready for his genitals to be touched much earlier than a woman. And when you touch a woman, you need to go around. So I'm, I'm about to launch a, a program called Awakening Female Pleasure. Which is, which is teaching exactly that. And I literally say, if you want to touch her boobs, touch her shoulders, touch her belly, go around her boobs. Um, guys, um, boobs are not just nipples. And the vagina is not just that hole there. Okay, so uh, excuse me for being crass, but you know, we need this crassness to, to, to um, deliver the message. Okay, so always wait. Always go around rather than directly. Always hint. So I, I don't like the word teasing so much. It has a bit of a negative thing. Yeah. I like hinting. I like hinting. Mm. So I would, I would hug a woman and I would, by putting my hand on her lower back, that's already hinting. By, by touching her thigh rather than her yoni, I'm already hinting. By exactly. kissing her here, by kissing her here and kissing her here. So kissing her on the side of the mouth and kissing her on the cheeks first. You know, again, it's like sometimes it's, it, it calls for, you know, mouth to mouth. And um, so that's one thing. Really important. The second thing is don't try to please women. And I keep seeing this. I keep hearing this language about trying to please women. And I know that for myself, I, I try to please women. And I, my whole focus was on them. So there's this, again, there's the, there's the assholes that only care about themselves and kind of like using women for their pleasure. And there's the good guys that only try to pleasure the women. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying yeah. is that we need to do both. Exactly. And I actually want to reflect that and give the message to the woman, do not try to please the men. Because how often does it happen where, like you say, there's this direct lingam energy like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to, you know, 
and the woman isn't even ready, but she receives it because she likes the guy and she knows she's he's coming with great intent and you know she feels the connection, but she's compensating a lot of her own pleasure for not yeah. stepping on his penis. <laughs> it's a term I yeah. use because it's like there's this protection mechanism. Like I don't want to hear what you're feeling. I don't want you feel to. I don't want you to feel yeah. inferior. Like these kind of things, yeah, and, and it's a delicacy, you know, especially when we're naked. But I feel there's a power as well to address those things in sensitivity with clear communication and, and directness of like, what is it that you need? Because not every day we need the same thing, especially women in their fertile years. It's like we go through a cycle every month and it's like, yeah. depending on where we are within our cycle, different things are needed. And sometimes if it is your partner and you know each other well, it is possible like to, to really move faster with the masculine side of the sexual energy. And then other times we need a lot more time. And yeah, yeah. so I like what you say um, as well for the men to not focus only on pleasing the woman as yeah. a way of so getting the gratification or the, the recognition, no? Because somehow yeah. everything we give is also selfish. Yeah, and you know, it's like a woman can go into her, into her pleasure without even trying to do something for the man or squirrel. Um, <laughs> just um, a woman can do can go into her pleasure without expecting the man to pleasure her. So she can, you know. So there's there's a there's an entitlement shadow, very strong entitlement shadow, generally again in the in the in society and the the whole alternative new age whatever that women are like ah oh, the men are supposed to know how to do everything for us. Okay, no. If I meet with an orgasmic woman, the orgasmic woman is already orgasmic. She doesn't need me to, to use my magic fingers and to touch her magic points in order to activate her. So, yes, once she, she can soften enough, and again, that's a word I use instead of relax, once she softens enough, when she allows her body to be soft, I can dance with her in bed or sometimes on the dance floor, okay, in a way that makes both of her energies move because then she's not resisting me anymore. And that's another thing that women sometimes, like, they, they fake, they, they play things. So they went to some, you know, wild woman workshop and they're like, they're <laughs> like play, they play, the, you know, the, the, the sexual wild thing. But the most wild thing about, about you is your energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, what? I think this is the Kopangang fever. <laughs> yeah, I see, I've seen it all over the world, you know, so, so. <laughs> So again, I'm not saying it in a way to criticize. I'm saying it with, with compassion. You know, sometimes with, with a woman and she, she pulled this, this wild woman act and I'm like, I'm like, kind of like it's what they're doing, you know? And, and it's about going, going to simplicity. It's about going to naturalness. It's about going to, again, less. And the women that, that I was with, that we had the best connection, the women that was with that, that achieved the, the most... Um, sexual transformation, orgasmic transformation, either, either lovers that I had sex with or, or um, clients that I worked with, sometimes just even Skype, over Skype, and the women that allow themselves to be soft and to be receptive. And that's a problem when you're trying to get your man into Tantra, you being the man, you being the leader, and you can't, it's like it's difficult to do that. So by being receptive and allowing, again, generalizing, allowing the guy to, to not even to take control, but to be the, the, 
Like you, you become the energy and he becomes the presence. So women that allow themselves to, to go to these places, and again, trust builds gradually. So you trust a little bit. And then, and then when you trust a little bit and there's a confirmation for that trust, the trust deepens. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the trust is broken, you know? So sometimes I'm in hassle and sometimes I'm insensitive. And sometimes, you know, it's like a woman tells me, hey, you teach this stuff. Why are you, don't, why are you, why, why are you doing this? You know, opposite. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, I'm sorry, like my cock is hard. I want to penetrate. That's like, that's like, that's how I'm wired. I'm not justifying it. I'm saying sometimes it's like I forget. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's, that's like, like the most, one of the most natural, it's like an instinct. My cock is hard. I want to penetrate. And yeah, sometimes, you know, the same partner was, uh, was, um, took three hours to get ready for me to, to, to actually penetrate her. Like we're making out and making out for hours and, and playing and taking a break and took a three hours. Another, another time I walk through the door, you know, and, and she starts going down on me and I said, I'm going to be inside you in five minutes. And she said, that's too long. <laughs> and also I can, can never expect to like that the same thing would be that you'll have the same thing. And by the way, not even with the man. Exactly. So that's, that's, that's really what I would, what I would suggest for the for both people to soften, by the way, it's not just the, the you know, the, the, I usually say to women, the, the softer you are, the harder he gets. Um, but, you know, us men, we harden, we, we might harden in our cock and we soften in our heart. And that's really when the, when sex and love starts to flow. Mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed talking to you a lot. Thank you for the laughter and the anecdotes and for your divine sharings. I guess, you know, the two things that really stand out from everything we've discussed um, is one, less is more. Less is more, less is more. <laughs> I sometimes right. say, if, if, less, if less is more, I want more of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I also... I also, I also say non-doing. Yeah, I've been doing it for years. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the last thing is really embodiment. And I'm all about embodiment. And like you said in the beginning of our talk, it's, it starts with you. So women embody, connect with your body, connect with your sexuality, masturbate, know what you like, know what you want. Because that way... The emotional and the physical intelligence activates. Is what you just said at the at the final like the final anecdote about the woman who needed three hours of foreplay and then was, you know, the next moment she was ready like this. That's the connection to the to the physical intelligence and the emotional intelligence to know what is present and not to rely on whatever has been within whatever sexual adventures. And then men yeah. the same connect with your sexuality, with your body, with your emotions, embodiment, 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 and experiment with the diverse ways of, of, of experiencing or- orgasm without ejaculation. I feel like this, this really opens up a new dimension of lovemaking with love you know, rather than penetrative sex. Yeah, and, and I would even say uh, that's the basics, but it's, it's, it's just the first step, you know, so... So I saw men that, you know, thought the fact that they can last as long as they want meant that they were great lovers. No, they were just fuck machines. 
you know, porn actors are fuck machines. They can last, some, some of them can last as long as they want. It doesn't make them, make them good lovers. So, so instead of trying to watch porn to, to be a, a, a good lover, you know, really, you know, to get, get a female orgasm book like Orgasm Unleashed, which is for women and those who love them, and really learn about female orgasm. <laughs> And the program, the program that I'm, just to give you an idea, okay, the program that I'm, I'm, I'm launching, like literally in a few days, teaching men how to look at a woman. So it's not about, you know, where, where is her fucking G-spot? No, it's like how to look at her, how to talk with her, how to hold her. Because some men, you know, would, <clears throat> some would have, men would like give you like the squeezing hug and you feel like you're dying, not in a good way. And, and another man would give you the soft hug and you're like, hey, come on, I can't feel you. So it's about really how you hold a woman, how, how you give a breast massage and a whole body massage and how you use the elements. And, and it's not so much about techniques, it's about connecting to, to feeling yourself and feeling her. And yes, you know, yoni massage and external yoni massage and, you know, activation points and all of that stuff. But that's, but the basics is really how to, how to feel and how to connect rather than what points to touch. So yeah, we can we can have links, um, links, and I'm actually happy to offer like half price for the for the um, viewers of this uh, for a few weeks. I can put the the link uh, somewhere in the comments. Awesome, let's put it in the comments. Thank you so much. Cool, yeah. cool, and thank you I for the work that you're doing. We could talk forever about these topics, and I, I really love how yeah how raw, authentic, and real and open because I feel like this is exactly what. The world needs to just openly talk about these things and i love the delicacy of, of what you described at the end it's all about presence really so men connect to your bodies women connect to your bodies and meet in that presence of not needing to go anywhere less is more yeah. and allow the the magic to arise within the presence no that is Amen. simple willingness to connect amen it's been a super pleasure to connect with you and to meet you finally <laughs> after months Your, of being a like, <laughs> like the Indian girl said, your pleasure is my pleasure, madam. And thank you, uh, <laughs> thank you for the work you do, you know, because uh, otherwise I'll be speaking to the squirrels. So it's good that there's, you know, YouTubers, podcasters, you know, leaders like you who, who share this message. And this message only spreads by people like you who go out there and share whatever they find inspiring. So, so thank you for me and from the people that this, this would share as well. This would serve as well. Namaste, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, darling. Bye, Bye,